It's Halloween month and Lost at Home has a special episode with Nicholas Brandon, a.k.a. Xander from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So, uh, uh, shit, um, hey, <laughs> oh, oh. Buffy's basically uh, right-hand man throughout all of her adventures. 
there's further adventures of him in the comic books, which he plays a very important role in, and that he uh, actually helps co-write, I believe. Yes, he's had some further adventures. He too. has. Um, we'll get into that before the interview. Yep. Um, it, yeah, that's a bit to talk about. Yep. Um, but also, uh, next week, look for Jack Davis. He is the CEO of CryptTV. CryptTV is an internet uh, horror site co-created by Eli, Eli Roth. Sorry. And uh, Jack Davis, Eli Roth, as you may know, uh, created many, many great movies like Hostel and The Green Inferno, which just came out as a, I believe, ninth re-release in theaters. Uh, they've had a lot of trouble with that movie getting shelved due to its extreme nature, but it's uh, it's amazing, and I hope to see it in theaters myself if it actually makes its way to Vermont. But uh, look for that, and the week after that, we will be talking with the band Cookie Crotch Nuts. Yes. Uh, they are cool a metal. cool metal weird punkish costumey band uh they fit the theme of halloween they fit the theme of our show and they have really good yeah. music and I, and I think i've got some other musical uh related stories and stuff or uh, you know whatever trivia that i've been saving up uh so i figured that kind of fit perfectly for that show too <clears throat> so i think the plan is to kind of do a maybe a music centric show i'm sure there'll be regular web droppings interspersed as well and uh we also have been in talks once again with our co-host darren ewing from the movie troll 2 and uh we're looking to line up a date for our newest episode of horror in the court our sister podcast that can be found on twitter at horror court and um yeah we're uh, we're gonna hopefully have one of those up before halloween our schedules are really tight though so we're fingers crossed um yeah, but without uh, without much more ado here, we should probably launch the show proper. Uh, Jer, we uh, we befriended some people this week. Should we uh, shout them out early? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I think you're talking about. Uh, are you talking specifically about at Team Nerd Nerd Girls yeah, on Twitter at, or at, at Team Nerd Girls on Twitter the, or the Nerd Girls uh, podcast decoding pop culture? I mean, yep, yep. That uh, they are five episodes in, <clears> and we've just become listeners of theirs. Uh, it's a fun show. They had an entire episode about Tim Burton and Beetlejuice, and we both listened to it and had a blast, and we've been talking with them, and they're really great. Uh, we would like to encourage anyone who listens to our show to maybe go check them out. Uh, Jer, I actually promised something to them you via did, Twitter. Without asking me, which is fine. Well, it was it's about like, what a we year gonna, ago what you about? told this story. Uh, oh, on, did I? On oh, the show. Did I? Okay, okay. So I'll, I'll revisit it, I guess. Um, this is about Beetlejuice, specifically, uh, and about how... Uh, Beetlejuice was actually filmed in the town, or parts of Beetlejuice were filmed in the town of East Corinth, which is actually where I went to elementary school, um, and I'm old enough to have been in barely in an elementary school at the time that it was filmed. And uh, they uh, mostly filmed the exterior shots, <clears throat> including like the flyover, so the nice quaint uh, Connecticut town is actually the town that you're seeing is the town of East Corinth in Vermont. And uh, the inter interior shots, they actually shot in different location, but they actually built the facade of the house on the hill. So all of that exterior stuff um, is there. And for a while, we had the Beetlejuice house. They actually didn't take it down for quite a while. So for a while, we actually had the Beetlejuice house sitting up on the hill, which is pretty sweet. But for, <clears throat> I believe it was first grade, I was able to go on a field trip. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, that's that sickness. Um with my class at the time, and uh, we were able to watch a scene get filmed from Beetlejuice. Of course, nobody really knew who Tim Burton was at the time. Everybody knew who the he other was players were. Early in his were. career, at that yeah, point, yeah, I mean, still. he really hadn't got done. You know, he hadn't done uh, uh, Batman yet. And um, Edward Scissorhands was Beetlejuice. Uh, it was prior, actually. The only thing prior, prior the only thing before Beetlejuice that I recall, uh, other than the small stuff like Frank and Weenie, was um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure in '85, I think. And then I, th I believe. 
I believe I, I don't think maybe I don't know I, when, when did Batman come out I don't think Batman was, late 80s I believe um, maybe it was after anyway um, regardless anyway he was he was still relatively unknown but of course he had some big names in this movie um, namely uh, Michael Keaton who I don't believe was on shoot but Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin were um, and of course Tim Burton because the shoot they were doing was awesome for a kid to see it was when the uh, car goes over the covered bridge yeah. Um, and that bridge actually isn't a covered bridge in reality. It actually, um, uh, there's plenty of covered bridges in Vermont, but they're not going to smash a car through them because they're historic, obviously. And all, if you've ever walked across a covered bridge, you could not smash a car they're through one. They're pretty rugged well, structures. They, they, they have like 12 inch beams, like yeah. every four inches. Yeah, they're like, not. They're not made out of two by fours. <laughs> yeah, so there's no. Yeah, but um, and then actually, I believe they. <clears throat> you can actually still see parts of that covered bridge at like a nearby ski resort or something like that. They. Um, donated the rest that became a shed somewhere so you can actually still see parts of that covered bridge but anyway we were there to, to see that scene of the covered bridge cra car crash smashing thing and uh i got a chance to everybody got a chance to sit on gina davis's lap and get a picture taken and little seven probably six-year-old jeremiah at the time was terrified of uh of everything and very tiny little shy man that i was all, and all and, those molestings yeah really re what it re did really changed your was giving me the eye he <laughs> seriously was he just said he just kept giving me that come hither and he was like oh we take down by the brook and he he was he told me he wanted to fuck me by the brook alec baldwin is a child rapist <laughs> You heard it here you first in the Lost and Old podcast. Alec Baldwin <laughs> is a child rapist. Uh, no, I don't. I don't actually recall. I do recall meeting uh, Tim Burton because he he was weird. But the, the biggest thing I remember is I was so I was so like shy around. I'm still shy around. You did know, you females. Just, did but, you just wash over the fact that you remembered meeting Tim Burton because he was weird? Uh, well, I remembered the, the reason I remember meeting. Do you know how many people remember, wish they could meet Tim Burton? You're like, yeah, I miss Tim Burton. I was like six years old. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember that day really well because I found a penny. <laughs> I was like, Ooh, a penny. And Tim Burton was like, "Hey, man, want to go to the chocolate factory?" You can't like, have no. my penny, not even if you rape me, <laughs> like Alec Baldwin just did. Oh, he really wanted that penny. No, he wanted your penis. You know, <laughs> it's different. Um, he wants to. He wants to <laughs> suck pennies off your dickhead. Why? Why is Alec Baldwin always after me to suck my pennies? It's penis. He wants to suck your penis. He's a child rapist. For Christ's sake! You heard it here first on the Lost he, Hope he's Podcast. He's bad at plurals. He doesn't understand the. Plural of penis pennies. isn't pennies. I can say it any way I want about goddamn Baldwin. I've had so many pennies in my mouth today. <laughs> Just full of pennies. Later uh, on, I'm going to get myself a Manny Petty. Um, also confusing for him. <laughs> the, uh, the, the end of the story is um, I was so shy around, especially females, that I uh, was like, you know, I was sitting on Gina Davis's lap. She's like, eh, you want a, a picture? And I was like, no. And the guy, I, I was already on her lap. She could have got a picture of Gina Davis, me sitting on Gina Davis's lap, which would have been fucking adorable to have today. Yeah. And it's like, no, no. She's like, all right. She threw me away to Alec Baldwin, who finished me off. Um, and then uh, I, I remember getting home to my like my dad. And he's like, oh, how was the blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I got to stand on Gina Davis's lap. And he's like, you fucking asshole didn't get a picture. And uh, my dad raped me, so. Oh. <laughs> so, he didn't actually. Uh, but he was very angry that I did not get a picture. I actually would like to compare this with last year's telling <laughs> this story. We should dig that up in the archives. It's somewhere um, on there. At the end of the day, uh, I'm really bummed I didn't get a picture with Gina Davis, but I am glad I was there for that. There's actually a petition going on to get Beetlejuice 2 filmed in East Corinth, although there's a rumor that it won't actually take place in the same house or location. So uh, if, if I'd yeah, it's only like a hundred years later, yeah. like, you yeah. know, like 
East Corinth was wiped off the map in the Great New England Wars. Yeah, well, actually, you know, the the Maitland General Store, which was actually Andy's, or Maitland's Hardware was actually Andy's General Store. That actually is has been abandoned for a while. They would have to completely, uh, well, I mean, it's only a facade. Oh, that's actually that. great if it's an abandoned store because they could move it back into the plot and have it blow up or something. That's it's like true. Kevin Smith doing Mall Rats 2. He's trying to find a mall he can blow up. Oh, okay. And I believe he seems found like, it already. I was going to say, it seems like a lot of those would be around. But like, you just have to get yeah. the last Kmart out and be like, hey, yeah. Kmart, you have fun fucking off for a second? And they're like, yeah, okay. Like, oh, bloop. And then... Like 20, 20 years ago, uh, Kevin Smith decided that Clark's 2 was going to be Die Hard in a mall. So the movie would end with the mall blowing up. Oh, okay. So it makes a lot of sense. But, um, all right, that's enough about Kevin Smith, <laughs> quite yeah, frankly. what do you know? Um, and, 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 no, and, thank and you for sharing that, that story. Uh, there you go, team girl, team team girls. Yeah, it took a couple team of, nerd girls. <laughs> <laughs> took a couple of tangents uh, on on that. I there's was your not background actually, story. Uh, I I really yeah really wished I'd had that little picture because if anybody saw me as uh, like I wasn't adorable to females at the time, uh, but I was definitely adorable in the sense I had these giant glasses. I just was the biggest fucking adorable dork. I would love to have that picture of me in like a young Gina Davis's lap. Uh, to to be like eight by ten framed on my wall right now. It'd be kind of incredible. It'd be so cool. But and then like and then like a lurking Alec Baldwin in the background peering in, <laughs> just looking like licking his lips through a bush. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, specifically uh, throwing back to uh, prior stories and such, right, right. we're going to be interviewing Nicholas Brendan, and I think under a minute or two for the listener who's tuning yeah. in. But um, backstory on Nicholas Brendan. Uh, he had a bit of a run-in this past week yeah. in Saratoga Springs, New York. He's had run-ins before, which we knew before. This is a pre-recorded interview that we got at Vermont Comic Con, which you'll be able to tell by um, hearing still, the background noise. Still, our stuff. probably our favorite interview from Comic Con. Yeah, no, although, no uh, offense, uh, Brian O'Halloran, who apparently has become one of our listeners recently. He he's been he, he's been uh, well, I'm uh sure, talking I'm sure, to us about our show. So I'm sure when he hears, he'll he'll realize why. Because although it, it actually, when you then all of a sudden read about uh, Nicholas Brendan's uh, issues with uh, substance problems and stuff, it kind of lends a little bit of like clarity to the weirdness of this interview now it doesn't mean that he was on to other they just like, i know I'm i don't want, like, oh, i don't want okay. to spread rumors running but he did keep disappearing from his booth periodically all day yeah i remember there were a few times where he looked over and like oh did he leave did we just lose yeah, our it, opportunity it, it, it to interview could just him? Be, i mean he was all over the place for a bunch of stuff whatever. he could have been but a smoker he, too smokers but, yeah. walk out and have cigarettes I but uh but anyway he you know there there were some that we i actually did we went back and forth scott and i with whether or not we wanted to actually air this interview even though it was already pre-recorded and we were uh going yeah, to he, he we, got we, arrested we for it. a felony and a bunch of misdemeanors yeah and, and he one had of actually them... been arrested for felony stuff uh, like weeks prior yeah. and everything and had the, these issues but this and this one of them one specific. of them dealt with domestic violence, yes. and, and that's we, what we, we don't us... tolerate that here on the show. That's um, one of the worst crimes on earth, and you know, and in the we, wake we, of, we don't the know all of, the facts. All we know is the blog pieces and the news stories that have come out. Yes, honestly, until he's had a stay in court, I'm not going to say anything here judgmental, except for the fact that uh, domestic violence is not a funny thing. It's nothing to joke about, and, and if this the is allegations the of, are true, uh, in then, the wake of October being uh, yeah. Domestic Violence Awareness yeah. Month as well. So, just so for those, it's not just Halloween month for us; it's it's also that. So um, we uh, we air this interview now with this disclaimer and this forewarning: um, everything you're going to hear is going to be pure podcast gold. Yeah, but just just know that we've said all those prior things. So yeah. if you have an opinion about this when all is said and done. Uh, Please hit us up on Twitter yeah. uh, at the Lost at Home. We're definitely not and, trying to exploit uh, his yep. recent negative if, attention. If you want to talk about it, we'll talk about set. it. So uh, 
Here you go. Let's listen to Nicholas Brendan talk about some uh, wieners. Spoiler alert. All right. We are here at Vermont Comic Con 2015, and we have Nicholas Brendan sitting in front of us. Hey, thanks for the applause, guys. Oh, absolutely. No problem. Uh, I'm doing a radio show, so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Now, a lot of you may know Nicholas from uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer as Xander. And um, if you'd like to go on and uh, describe some of your other roles you've done since then. Uh, I did uh, Long John Dick, 12 Inches of Meat. Okay, was that one of the uh, the the subscription service movies? That you made? Yes, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. I saw I saw the sequels. I made Hand good, Over but... Fist. Hey yo. Oh, <laughs> I've been doing a show called Criminal Minds for the past eight years. Uh, I did. I'm writing the Buffy comics right now. Uh, I did a show called Kitchen Confidential for Fox, and a bunch of other stuff like that sounds good I gotta say we're big fans we definitely like your work thank you and we're such big fans that we're gonna send you down the path of the five questions we've given everyone today to see how you fare yeah it's finally happening alright number one no (laughs) if you had a sandwich named after you what would be in it wieners okay just nothing but wieners wieners man wiener sandwich at least a baker's dozen of wieners the 13 Wiener Sandwich. 13 Wiener That's sandwich. a good one, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also saw that movie, actually. It was very good. Love your 13 work. 13 Wieners. Strangely rated PG. Yeah. <laughs> Not what I expected. Um, all right. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Wieners. I... 13 Wieners. <laughs> Just I think, I the mean, ability to make 13 Wieners spontaneously appear to, to make anytime. 13 babies at the same time with 13 different women. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's wonderful. Number three, if you lost both of your arms, but you could get them back at the expense of one sense, which one would you pick? My sense of wiener. The sense of wiener. That's yeah. really that's a tough one, man. Would, which I'm, is actually the sixth sense, really. The yeah. sixth sense, the, yeah. the hidden sense. That's um, my first. I would do mommy of senses. Uh, yeah, I would get. I would get rid of my wiener. Yeah. 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 Actually, you, I could get a lot, a lot more done if I got rid of my wiener. Yeah. Like either that. way, no more masturbating. No arms I know, or no wiener. I wonder. Oh boy. Yeah, you get yeah, up on that yeah, I'm done. Way. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Pull, well, put me on a front stoop and call me Matt. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I feel like now the the whole 13 wiener superpower is gonna go. That's a, a kind of. Well, that's because I would have 13 wieners, so I have only have to get rid of one wiener. Oh, so yeah, you got 12, 12 left. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. All right. All right. We've got. Uh, if you four. could, if you could have sex with any Muppet, which would you pick? Oh, uh, sh- shit. I know, it's a tough one. No, not really. They're also sexy. Really? I would fuck the shit out of Gonzo. Is it the nose? Yeah. Because it looks like a wiener? And I just want to hear him scream. (laughs) 13 times with my 13 different wieners. Oh, man. Gonzo is Gonzo. Gonzo is Gonzo. That's right. There's a reason he's named that. And number five. In five words or less, how do you feel about Vermont Comic Con? I love my wiener. <laughs> you heard it here first, maybe? I don't know. Perhaps you've said this plenty of times before, but uh, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, Nicholas Brendan loves his wiener. All 13 of them, actually. All 13 wieners. Yes. Um, <laughs> and this has uh, been, I think, my favorite interview of the day. Yeah, yeah that's what I know. Maybe of all time, actually. <laughs> I learned a lot. Came, uh, came out a better man. Uh, I really I, appreciate you, you uh, did stopping you, by. Did you come out a better man? I did. I'm going to. Now I'm okay. sad I missed the panel, too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. See? <laughs> this is actually just for my personal listening. Going home. Do my edification? Yeah. I'm repeat. happy I can help to edify you. Oh, thank you very much. No, thank you very much for sitting down with us today. We <laughs> really appreciate busy. it. Of course. Having a great time. Thank you. What? Yay, uproarious applause. Very well. 
All right, that was awesome, and we're glad to have Nicholas Brennan from Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Criminal Minds, as he was able to correct us on in the interview. And um, yeah, from that, we're going to move on to the show proper, and uh, this week we are going to jump straight on into the Halloween edition of Scott's Google Hole. Do we have an opening theme for that? Got nothing to do, got no place to go, come on, on it's scary. Cool. Played, yep. be- played before you even asked, man. And not only that, I, there's probably some Halloween sounds in there. Awesome. Because this is uh, not... Made up baby. Well, this is not just any uh, Scott's Google hole. This is Scott's blood-sucking Google hole. Oh, yeah. That's, that's right. at least how I wrote it in the docket. I think what it is, it's kind of like when you watch space movies from like the 50s, and there's nothing different about anything except for they put the word space in front of it. Yeah. Where this is a Halloween episode, we're just going to put the word like... Halloween. Scare, or, or Halloween, or... Shriek. Or, yeah, in front of everything. Yeah. So... Uh, but this one actually does have some scary connotations. Well, yeah, what I started doing for preparation for the show is I was Googling, and this is where the Google hole comes in, um, vampires, because we just had a talk with one of the most famous uh, actors from Buffy the Vampire Slayer next to Sarah Michelle Gellar. And uh, I was like, wow, vampires, what could we do with vampires? And vampires are fucking boring is what I found out. Yeah. Uh, vampire.com is a link to a wine site. With I saw that. High-end wines made by Fangoria oh, no, I, and I, True Blood I, and I, other I, I gotta say, I, names. I actually did want some of their, uh, their, one of their shirts looked pretty cool. But uh, Yeah, the one with the hot girl wearing it that said vamp. You, you, you I know. Just, you just thought the girl looked cool. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, man, it didn't go with girl. Ooh. Like one of those bros. Uh, no, no, no. There's it's like the their logo wasn't bad. I can't remember what okay. it was. It uh, there was one of vampire dot com. Is that uh, their logo? <laughs> <laughs> it like Helvetica. Yeah. <laughs> Not even that. Aerial. <laughs> Fucking aerial font. <laughs> font humor. That's. Yeah, Halloween stuff. Fuck it. I don't know. Cue some a, werewolf bays and some <laughs> some ghost sounds and, and drinking a screwdriver. This is gonna be interesting. All right. Now, what uh, what ended up leading us from that point was um, I ended up finding haunted paintings. And to be honest, when I was googling this, it was late at night. I was coming down from my cold that Jer now has. So a little bit of my how uh, that happened. My, my search history is a little foggy. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I say to the NSA every weekend. Oh uh, yeah, I was. What you I play tennis cold, against that's... the NSA doubles. Really? Yeah. <laughs> They're terrible when they come to Vermont. I come alone and they ask where my partner is and I say, you know. You, yeah. <laughs> and they wink and then you yeah. play. Uh, and then I play singles against their doubles. Yeah. 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 The NSA. Oh, it's keeping tabs on Americans. All right. Um, so what my uh, what my Google hole ended up bringing me to is haunted paintings. And I actually thought this was fascinating because we've seen movies where you know paintings move or come to life where there's a spirit trapped within one or uh hogwarts where there are living uh dead spirits that can then talk to people uh through time and history with their original knowledge etc etc i've got a farting painting Um, in my room but uh, every time like uh i every time somebody's like hey what smells so bad because i farted i point at the fucking painting and i said painting farted it's a farting haunted It's just farting a picture painting. of like a covered bridge in a barn. Like there's <laughs> no a, context to make it make fucking, sense. It's a haunted painting. A covered bridge. Farted. Fart. Farted. Uh, it works though. It does. Everybody's like, everybody wants to believe hauntings. True. And uh, some of these stories that I brought to the table today may be uh, a little closer to reality, meaning you never know. It's a little creepy, a little weird. Some of these might be very much pop culture, creepy pasta esque uh, modern day uh, menaces and mysteries. Right. But uh, I, I brought a few to the table here today after doing a little bit of research. And we're going to start today with one I think is the most interesting. It's the Anguish th- Man. I thought so too. No, I want the painting. The painting's fucking really the, creepy. The painting is kind of brilliant. It's a. Uh, it's a 
a blue background with some dark and light tones and in the foreground of it is simply a profile not even a profile like a, like almost a, a straight like on but at an angle almost, uh, of a screaming yeah. figure that appears to have no skin and no clearly defined features uh open mouth in anguish yeah, just like sunken eyes uh open mouth but like no no real yeah distinguishing features to speak of for uh for a podcast <clears throat> doing a uh, story about haunted paintings you maybe wonder you know how can we see these uh, if you go to thelostknownpodcast.com and you look under our show notes for this episode, episode 86, uh, you will see pictures of these along with links to other stories about them to get a more in-depth look at these uh, these very interesting uh, horror Halloween-style stories that we thought were very applicable to October. Um, so, to start with, we have The Anguished Man. Um, the Anguished Man is thought to be painted in the artist's blood, partially, probably the man himself, since he is orange and red-toned. Yep. Um, the painting itself was originally owned by a man named Sean Robinson, whose grandmother passed away. She had it in her attic for 25 years and left it to him as a gift. Um, <laughs> what a gift. Yeah, the the grandmother decided that it was evil, and she had described it as such to people, and that's so why she kept it in her a, attic. Give to a loved one, yes. Well, I guess the idea is within any estate, everything has to go somewhere. True, true, and true. maybe yep. she <clears> thought that he had a love for the macabre, or just or uh, just like fucking need to get rid of it, and like or clearly, she hated him. I was gonna say clearly, like the least favorite, be like uh, to you the haunted painting in the monkey paw and the cursed <laughs> underwear and Halloween uh, panties. You've sent me one too many scented candles for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> My whole house smells like vanilla and lavender <laughs> fucked each other and died in in, in conjunction. <laughs> that may have been what killed me, you son of a bitch. Here's a here's like the anguished man. Yeah, so um so Sean, the grandmother's uh grandson, after getting the painting, displayed it in his home. And him and his wife, after doing so, began seeing a dark figure. And uh this is this dark like figure lurking. that his grandmother at one point had yeah. described as seeing herself. Like lurking around the painting or in the same room as yep. a lot of times. They also ended up hearing noises coming from around the house, including crying. Was it farts? It's another fucking <laughs> another, I told you another I haunted told you fart painting. fucking farting paintings, man. It like and then it just there's that black figure that farts everywhere. Uh speaking of black figures, yeah, the dark figure was spotted at the end of their bed some nights too while they heard the crying sound. So these two effects happened at the same time at points um, the yeah. idea is that this painting is haunted uh, if you go on YouTube you can find a series of videos that show the painting and have uh, more in-depth discussions with the owners of it currently as yeah. to how haunted it, it is and I looked at a couple like ooh this one I mean I'm, we're both skeptics and I love the painting and I really want it but obviously I'm a skeptic about uh, the afterlife and everything anyway and definitely a skeptic about ghosts but I still love ghost stories so I love the thought of them being true but the Every time somebody posts like, oh, this is haunted or look at this ghost, it's like, oh, man, there's like a smudge on the thing. And there's a couple of things they posted where I was like, oh, okay. they're like, whoa, there's like a really loud sound and nobody was around. And I like watched it with like headphones blasted really yeah. up and it sounded like maybe Clunk. a knickknack fell off the like. I'm like that's Rats not a really in the loud, walls. A really a, loud sound. A, a, a gust of wind making a shutter hit the wall. But here's yeah, the thing. this this uh, painting is creepy in and of itself. To where it doesn't need to be haunted. I would want it, and I would hang it proudly. So if they want to get rid of it, it really is haunted. Fucking sell it to me. 
The interesting know? part is is that the, the, the history of it sounds a little far-fetched because they say the artist painted it in his own blood, but there's no Pri- record of who the artist is. And committed suicide immediately after painting, finishing this painting. Yep. Yeah. And they, they mixed their blood with like the oil paint, yep. painted it, and, uh, and Which made is a cool so. story, but it would be an even they, more realistic story if, if they, they could knew. name the painter. Yeah, exactly. Like, how do you know that, but you can't name who the painter is? It's not signed. doesn't have anybody's like uh, indication. Like... I could definitely paint some creepy painting like this. And then it's a make great up a story. painting, though. Yeah. Like I would love to own it. I know. I I, I would, and I would hang it, and I would hope to see that farting uh, black, dark figure creeping around. Unlike one, one more thing to blame farts on. Unlike that painting, um, the very next one we have is called "The Hands Resist Him." I, and I didn't the, read about this one. The was, author of yeah. this painting is known. His name is Bill Stoneham, and it was created in 1972. Uh, the painting depicts a young boy and a female doll, uh, roughly the same height of, as the boy, standing in front of oh, glass-paneled oh. door. And on the other side of the door is darkness, but attached to the glass are hands. Like, you see the the palm prints of hands pressing on the glass. But you can't see anything behind those hands. You don't know if there are other toys, ghosts, dolls, humans, etc. Um, We've got to go with etc. There was Always a uh, viral viral internet meme created about this painting way back in 2000. And the idea behind this is this is one of the first pop culture, uh, modern internet age haunted paintings because this was known as the haunted eBay painting. Okay. Do you know anything about this story, the background? No, no, I I, this, I missed this one, and uh, I haven't actually read it since you sent it to me. So uh, Okay, no. this painting was first displayed in uh, Fine Garant uh, Gallery in Beverly Hills, California, back in the early 1970s. Uh, I believe it was 1973 it was first displayed. Uh, the owner, oh, okay. the, so the, the, the creator painting. of the painting made it in 1972. Uh, at that time, it was kind of popular. It was reviewed by an art critic for the Los Angeles Times, uh, and at one point it was uh, purchased by actor John Marley. Uh, he was notable for his role as Jack Waltz in the Godfather movies. Uh, after uh, Marley's death, the painting was sold for basically to at an estate sale to an old uh, brewery, and an elderly California couple that owned the brewery hung it up and used it for a little while. But then in February of 2000, this is where it gets interesting, they auctioned it off on eBay. Up until this eBay sale, it was simply a painting of note that had been passed through various famous hands in a popular area of the world. Uh, their eBay description made a claim, uh, a series of claims, that it was cursed and that it was haunted. And they said that the characters in the painting moved during the night and that they would sometimes leave the painting, enter the room in which it was displayed, and move about. Oh. Um, apparently the female doll character in some iterations of this was seen to move to threaten the little boy she stood next to with a gun. And then, uh, she would make him attempt to, well, by doing that, make him attempt to want to leave the painting. Like he would try to get away from right. her, but couldn't. It's, it's a pretty creepy doll. It's a creepy doll. It's like if the boy was, I would say three and a half feet tall, the doll is probably three feet tall. And looks very creepy, along with the handprints on the window, which yeah. are super, super cre- creepy, scary. Um, people simply by viewing this photo online have said they've had unpleasant experiences after looking at it. Uh, the auction itself was viewed 30,000 times back in 2000. That is the equivalent of a uh, douchey Bieber video nowadays getting 2 million hits. Wow. If you think about it. So, um, the initial bid for the painting was $199, 
it uh, received 30 bids and ended up selling for $1,025, which is a okay. steal considering how creepy it is and yeah. the, the, the entire story behind it. I, I got to say, I would, I, I, I again, want I, I would want all of these haunted paintings in my house. A, as would I. I would actually like to maybe start collecting them. Yeah. Uh, if you want to start collecting haunted paintings and actually have an interest in this, uh, you might want to start with a print. Apparently, our next one is called The Crying Boy. Mm -hmm. And even a print of this haunted painting... Even a reproduction can spell disaster. Um, this was a wild, widely distributed print from the 1950s on, and it is of a little boy simply crying. Uh, if you see the image, once again, if you go to lostonepodcast.com and view our show notes, you'll see an image of this painting. Uh, there are variations of it. Uh, many of them basically show a very young cherub-like boy with a very round, uh, uh, sad-looking face, and he's crying. And he's dressed in what looks like maybe early 1900s, uh, like uh, ragamuffin-style clothes. Yeah. Um, now, what happened is in 1985, the British tabloid newspaper The Sun uh, reported that a firefighter from Yorkshire in England had uh, claimed that in the fire of a burned house, uh, he found undamaged copies of this painting. And after that, they found them in a series of other houses. Houses that burned to the ground with undamaged prints of the crying boy. Uh, from that point on, no firefighter in England after 1985 would display this particular popular painted print in their own homes, thinking it was cursed that owning this print alone would create a fire, and the only thing that would survive the fire would be the print. Would be the, yeah. Uh, what's kind of interesting is this is one of the more uh, widely known British haunted paintings in the sense that it made the newspapers regularly. Like, everyone talked about this back in the 80s there. Uh, even on the Ricky Gervais show, which I, aired I see, yeah. uh, about a decade ago now, uh, someone brought it up and asked him if he thought it was real, and he responded by saying it was bollocks. Yep, yep. I believe it says Carl Pil Pilkington made reference to, to the events, of course. Pilkington, I don't know if you've seen the show. But Carl Pilkington is the uh, round-headed buffoon yes, on that he's, show. Yes, he's bald co-host. <clears throat> uh, yes, it was, it was hilarious. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so, of course, Ricky Gervais is as much of a, probably even more of a skeptic than I am uh, about this kind of stuff. But no, it's, it's just such a cool... Uh, very interesting stuff. And the, the headlines, if you, uh, if you Google the Crying Boy curse or Crying Boy fires, you're going to come across on uh, Google's image search a ton of yeah. uh, British newspaper headlines featuring the painting. And a story about a subsequent fire where it's involved. Yeah, and then a photo of, of me on the set of Beetlejuice after Alec Baldwin got done with me. Uh, there's just the the weeping. If, the if, weeping if you boy. if you next go and Google uh, <laughs> Jeremiah Beetlejuice, you will find a series of little boys raped by Alec Baldwin. <laughs> it's, Ironically it's enough, go all the dark named Jeremiah. Yeah, he, he has had a, a thing. He had a fetish. Yeah, I, sh I know I shouldn't have introduced myself that way, you know, but I, I didn't know the story. Um, so uh, the last one we have of our series of haunted paintings, it comes from Korea. Yeah, this, um, this is I an extremely modern one. Yeah, this one I haven't actually uh, read either, actually. Okay, that is absolutely fine, Again, Jeremiah. Uh, you know, I don't expect you to come prepared to the show with all the uh, night sweats you have. Oh, okay. I thought you just like in general, you fucking lazy piece of shit. Uh, no, I was thinking more along the lines of all your uh, Alec Baldwin night sweat terrors, oh, yeah, where you're just, just freaking out and I, screaming. I, I did, while I was sick, get to watch a few things, and I watched a documentary uh, on uh, sleep paralysis called The Nightmare. I heard about that. Um, it was suggested to me, actually. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't bad. It, it The thing I liked about it is, uh, I mean, the sleep paralysis stuff, if you were looking for, like, a scientific uh, rundown of that, uh, not worth it, because it's just, uh, you know, interviews with people who have suffered it and have, like, these... 
obviously like wild claim like oh devil blah 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 and that's totally fine uh because there's some really cool stuff it's the recreations they do because it's kind of dramatically recreated so it's like it's <laughs> so the, the dramatic recreations movie. are people laying in bed not moving <laughs> i'm <laughs> sleep paralyzed oh, i can't oh, move my body really wish i could get up and get a glass of juice right now <laughs> not awake sleep talking oh geez louise boy just guess i'll look around the room till i fall back asleep oh there she goes <laughs> Yeah, it was fucking boring. I think I'll masturbate to pass the time. Oh, oh can't no. do that. No, kill me, please. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Everybody's like, and then I tried to masturbate. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, shit. Hashtag uh, fuck. <laughs> I uh, think, uh, uh... So, so yeah, this last story oh, yeah, um, comes go. out of Korea. Uh, South Korea, in particular. Um, a guy yeah, who's a painter... Not much comes out of uh, North Korea other than uh, stories about one of the, the Kim Jong's... You know, the ills. One of his Kim Jongs. One one of those Kim Jongs. One of his many Jongs. Escape from the stable again. There's the ill, there's the, you know, there'll always be more Kim Jongs. No, this story is about a guy dating a girl who uh, was bullied, and he was a painter, and he painted a portrait of her. Wait, Shortly like after guy, painting... The guy was bullied, or he was... The guy... The girl was bullied. The girl was bullied. Okay. He was the painter. He painted a picture of his girlfriend who was bullied. Wait, this this was the one... The girl in the picture was bullied? She was. For being, like, too hot or something? I don't know. Um, Sometimes I type in uh, uh, bully porn, and I'm amazed at how hot these girls are that are getting bully porn. Well, bully porn. You're like, I get it. You're hot. You're in porn. But where's the bullying come in? Uh -uh. Fuck you. You're hot. We're gonna pick on you <laughs> by pointing it, it out. It, it, like, it does, it does, damn you! You're I think they get they ganged up on. Actually, you know? I'm not sure about Korean culture, so I'm not even gonna start uh, to no, yeah. uh, interject here on this. But she was bullied and then ended up committing suicide shortly after the painting was made. Well, that just um, put a damper on our jokes. It did. Uh, he, could have give me a heads up by maybe sending me a story, a link to the story first I, to read. It, it was it was in the docket. I'm looking at it right now. I know. <laughs> um... He uh, he then committed suicide. The artist after she was uh, after she committed suicide, but not before Romantic. sending a mass email out to all of her bulliers with a picture of that painting. To which, whenever they receive the picture, look at it. People have reported seeing strange things, like the picture coming oh, to cool. life, turning into a demon, uh, moving, yelling, screaming, so she's at them like and talking to them. From there, be a bullying from beyond the grave. The idea is uh, through his art, her soul is now bullying the bullies through the uh, picture. Seems like a good. Uh, horror movie premise it you does know? Um, you know one of those like glorified you're rooting for the bad guy kind of things but you can get away with doing a lot of really you know like really terrible death scenes and stuff because you're like yeah you know fuck their brains out or something like that like literally i mean like, or like oh yeah chop their heads off and wear them around your neck and then fuck fuck their brains out tell me and, more and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm interested in where this thought of uh, this train of thoughts going <laughs> trying to trying try to just come up with a horror movie here i just figured uh you know, we'd, we'd be able to brainstorm one out pretty quick here. Give me your elevator pitch. All right, picture it. There's right. there's blood and guts, and someone's brains get fucked out. Right. Oh. Literally. Seen it. Next. <laughs> oh, but I I can't go anywhere. Run an elevator. Bully porn. Look it up. Yeah. No, it's it's a bully porn horror movie. Uh, speaking of bully porn horror movies, we have a new sponsor this week. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that would throw you. Uh, yeah, we're uh, we're dropping the Audible sponsor for the yeah, month of Halloween, right, yeah. and uh, in the interim, we're going to be uh, running a new series of sponsors, one per week, Yep. and uh, we're glad to have these people on board. They did something great for the show, and, uh, and... And yeah, this one is actually brought to you by Three Werewolves Fucking a Head of Lettuce. Ah, yeah, that's music to my ears. You know what that sound is? 
Well, if you were part of the three werewolves fucking a head of lettuce family, you know it's the sound of a delicious head of iceberg lettuce being plucked from the belly of Mother Earth for all to enjoy. <laughs> sure, I can hear you saying it already. Oh, you're just a nasty monster. A werewolf who loves howling at the moon and eating humans. <laughs> well, sure, I love all that jazz. But nothing compares to the smile on the face of someone what's just been into a freshly fucked head of three werewolves fucking a head of lettuce lettuce. I can really taste the fuck. Of course you can, Billy. You see, at three werewolves fucking a head of lettuce, we follow a tried and true family tradition to bring the crisp taste to your lips. Well, first, we plant the lettuce. And second, we, we pick that lettuce. Third, well, that's not rocket science. We get three werewolves to fuck that head of lettuce. Lastly, well, that's our secret ingredient. It's come. It's fountains and fountains of werewolf come. So I hope y'all really enjoy the crisp on the outside, soggy on the inside, sweet, sweet taste of three werewolves fucking a head of lettuce lettuce. I know I do. So um, enjoy uh, three werewolves fucking a head of lettuce and uh, make sure to uh, purchase three uh, werewolves fucking a head of lettuce to help support the show. Yeah, absolutely. So um, here you go. Thank you very much for that. That's really great. Thank you for uh, the sponsorship. We will be sure to continue pushing your shit out. And if anyone wants to know more about uh, three werewolves fucking a head of lettuce, uh, uh, next story. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what else to say. I mean... (laughs) Uh, all right. What do we got here? Where, where are we at in the show? We're up to Floridians. Oh, yeah. We got uh, Floridians. We still don't have a segment opener, do we? No, we've been waiting on that. And we actually have the promise from two different individuals oh, now geez, for a, a Floridians segment. It's a war now. It is. It's a, it's the slowest war ever. Oh, Floridians. I wish there was a segment for ye, but there is not. And I don't know the accent for this. Uh, I think I started doing an Irish accent, and it descended into uh, just a mishmash of whatever uh, my, my sick brain could conjure up. That's fine. Sorry for the little energy of the show, by the way, to our audience. Come. We brought you a lot of great stories, so if you forgive us for not being quite on the ball to be fucking laughing our asses off like we often do, uh, yeah, just just at least admit that we brought some good stories this week hey, to the table. Hey, fuck it, yeah. Like our first Florida story, and our only Florida story this week. Florida candidate for the U.S. Senate admits to sacrificing go and drinking its blood. All right, big deal. Who hasn't? Uh, well, in Tallahassee, Florida, two years ago, Augustus oh. Saul Invictus did. He apparently uh, walked from Central Florida to the Mojave Desert and spent a week fasting and praying. At times, he thought he wouldn't survive, but then, in a pagan ritual to give thanks, he killed a goat. And drank his blood. Okay. But this is only two years ago. This is two years ago. But now, as of today, he is a candidate for the U.S. Senate. And his story is coming back to bite him in the ass. I think, I don't know why that wouldn't come up in the vetting. Or I guess maybe they don't don't necessarily vet everybody because it's not like they're getting... Uh, like, well, like, he's no, oh, you're he, be he's no Bill Cosby. I mean, there's not like he has a trail of 50 raped women behind him. He no, only no, killed no, okay. and drank the blood the of one I goat actually, I think who never fine. lived to tell the tale. Honestly, the, th- the difference between this and then or going to church every Sunday to uh, eat the bl- uh, body and blood of your savior is probably not that different. I really don't think you can really hold it. I'm fine with it. Uh, I would be like, man, maybe that's going to come back in, in this day and age in out in Florida. It might not be uh, 
seen it as like uh, you might not you might, it might not get the nomination well it was u.s senate for instance right? no it's a florida senate okay. for instance uh if you're thinking about people who don't want him to get a, them, oh it's just state senate yeah but if you're, you're thinking about people who don't want him to get this nomination uh the chairman for the libertarian party of florida resigned specifically so he could run an anti-campaign against this guy uh he's trying to call attention to invictus's uh candidacy in hopes that party leaders will denounce him um for what drink a little blood well hold on adrian wiley who was oh. the libertarian candidate for governor last year says that invictus wants to lead a civil war and is trying to recruit neo-nazis to the party and brutally and sadistically dismembered a goat once those are his charges Okay. Well, so okay, we got so the goat. The joke. That was like a, that was like an two years ago. That was like a big like. A, oh, by the way, you dismembered. He's trying goat. to recruit neo Nazis. That's a bigger thing. That's and a he wants to lead a civil war. Meaning, I'm thinking he wants you to split up the uh, the governance of Florida against this guy. Oh well. Okay. Well, uh, okay, civil war first, is a very strong term. To those use. first two things definitely. Okay. So it was more like an after that. But oh, by the way, fucking uh, drank the blood of a goat, and uh, so you know, big deal. On that part, yeah. the other two, uh, the whole neo Nazi thing, no, no, thank you, no, thank yeah, you. While he's saying he's trying to create yeah, a to uh, second world war, that he's a self proclaimed fascist, right? Civil or, war, oh, okay, yeah. and uh, he basically calls him insane. He says that him and everything he's doing is the exact opposite of the libertarian, libertarian party, and this guy has no so, place in the libertarian party. So the guy is running as a libertarian, he's running as a libertarian, okay, okay. which I guess that, uh, I mean. I guess uh, there's no Satanist party or anything well, with that. In, in it's about as libertarian the, as you can get. Be like, don't step on my rights to drink blood and yeah. fucking. Oh, although there is a neo Nazi. Goat sucking neo Nazi libertarian Invictus is a 32 year old lawyer. Uh, lawyer? He, he, he passed the bar. Yep. He changed in his given Florida. name, even. The Invictus name obviously is not real. In fact, when I heard that, I was like, this reeks a fake story because that right, name sounds yeah. so like Roman esque. But no, he actually uh, chose that name. It means like it was, in Latin, yeah. uh, majestic, unconquered son. Oh, okay. Unconquered son. Like S O N or S U N? Majestic, unconquered son makes me think of a young boy wrapped in purple who has yet to be raped. Boy, a lot of, lot of kid rapes. <laughs> <laughs> really should have offered. I guess the disclaimer of Nicholas Brendan maybe wasn't the disclaimer we should have given. We should have maybe got a, one of the topless show be like, oh, by the way, uh, we're just going to get into this now. So uh, uh, not not laughing out loud all the time, but there's got to be a lot of this one yeah. here. Uh, and Invictus, by the way, according to the story, points out that he's not a white supremacist. He has four Hispanic children. So okay. there right now he's not a neo-Nazi. Neo-Nazis don't have Hispanic kids. Right? Oh my, they just, they don't like them. Unless they're boys from Brazil. Oh, deep cut. Oh, good one. Do you know that movie? Boys from Brazil? Yeah. Do you really? No, I don't. You know, it's about the, it's a movie where they <laughs> hit Hitler. By, uh, oh, they yeah. hit Hitler after World War II in Brazil and then cloned him. So no. there's all these Brazilian Hitlers and they call them the boys from Brazil. No. You never heard about that? It's a 1970s, 1980s movie about cloning Hitler in How Brazil. the fuck do I not know a movie about, I thought I knew all the cloning Hitler movies. I Obviously not. No, go, go back and look. One. Go back and look for Boys from Brazil. It's, it's an entire movie as, uh, about cloning Hitler. Man, it's almost it, it's almost as good as Peak Hitler, which is uh, from <laughs> the, the Harmon Town. Yeah. yeah, I mean, usually I don't call back to somebody else's podcast, uh, but uh, Dan, that was the funniest Dan Harmon in a long time. Harmon Town in a long time. If anybody hasn't heard Peak Hitler uh, uh, on Harmon Town, uh, it's hilarious, and it's um, it's it, it's it's not pro Hitler. That's so you know that's good. 
Now, we don't have to worry in Florida about Invictus ever uh, doing or saying anything crazy. I mean, these allegations are obviously unfounded, crazy weirdness. I mean, here's a, here, here, here's a, here's a quote from him right here. Um, quote, I did sacrifice a goat. I know that's probably a quibble in the mind of most Americans. I sacrificed animal to the god of the wilderness. Yes, I drank the goat's blood. See? Nothing to worry about. Direct hey, quote honestly, from Invictus. Probably the most honest politician in the nation right now, other than Donald Trump. Like, like the most honest. It doesn't mean that he's going to say anything that you actually care about or want to hear, but that is fucking honesty right there. Hey, yeah, man, fucking uh, drank blood of a goat. For I ain't any- no neo-Nazi. And so I actually believe the neo-Nazi thing now. Yeah, and, and I feel like if, if he was, he'd be like, yeah, fucking, I don't like him. If uh, anyone listening cares to know more about his passions, uh, he apparently has a YouTube video series that you can go find. It's just him sucking goats? Well, in the YouTube video series. Cracking like soft-shell crabs. He renounced his citizenship, and he prophesied a great war, saying that he would wander into the wilderness and return bearing revolution. Huh. I... It's just like he's going to go out in the wilderness and show up like 40 pounds lighter and have worms. Like, that's what happens when you wander out in the wilderness uh, eating fucking whatever goat you find lying around. You get worms. So, um, I guess from what we learned, uh, Florida making sense again. You get worms if you eat those goats. You eat worms. You Un- eat worms if you eat those goats. Yeah, Un- you get worms. Un- uh, worms. Don't Un- eat those worms. dead goats Un- on the ground. Worms. Get a fresh Un- one from Un- out of town, Un- man. Eat Un- those goats. Un- eat those goats Un- if you want to Un- eat goats. Eat fresh. Un- eat for fresh for fresh fresh Subway. Oh shit, we're back on kid rape again. Fuck. Subway. <laughs> it's so easy to slide into kid rape. I don't know how. <laughs> I'm going to cut that out, and that is going to be like now, like you. <laughs> Well, it's just so easy to look. All right. So uh, at this point, let's move into web dropping. Web dropping. Okay. Uh, once again, you did all the work. So fuck it. What do you have? I have a uh, man's leg explodes on air flight uh, after a bite from a brown recluse spider. Great. That one sounds interesting. What's next? <laughs> well, I figure because it's Halloween month, spiders, Halloween, why that's, not? Well, no, that's creepy. And brown recluses are... Uh, well, they're they're around and they're quiet and they will get you. Yeah, Jonathan, and they're, they're small enough to like fucking hide and 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 and, and they're common, right? Jonathan, where where are they from? Jonathan, they're around. Jonathan, uh, are you wait? Are you do you think my name's Jonathan now? Or are you about to talk about Jonathan, Jonathan Hogg? There you 40, go. There's the inflection I was waiting for. A forty year old barrister from North London was on a flight from Qatar to South Africa in June. This story's a little old, but it just actually came That's out about problem. four weeks ago. Going to Qatar from Qatar to South yeah. Africa. He was bitten on the leg by a brown recluse spider. And uh, as he is quoted here, I was struggling to get comfortable during the journey and crossed my legs to get into a better position when I felt a small, sharp pain radiating from my left leg. The pain was like nothing I had ever been through in my life. I've heard that about those brown recluses. Apparently, within hours, his leg grew to the size of a balloon and turned black. Um wow. While he was still on the flight? Yeah. Uh, oh, 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 better get this looked at. Well, they immediately rushed him from the flight to a hospital where his wound burst open. Um, at this time, the, the wound being the entire leg. The, basically, it looks like his entire front of his, uh, uh, what do you call it? Your shin. His uh, shin of his leg burst open. Uh, he referred to it as being a right mess. A right, oh. oh. You gotta love British people. 
Oh man! Oh, like like if an American was described, like fucking spiders, yeah, blow up and blood and fucking gizz the, the gizzards and shit. Look, oh. my look, my boy with leg fucking blew up oh, like my. a fucking bomb went off, like nine eleven in my leg. It's a right mess. Who? Yeah. Twas a right mess. Well, good thing my uh, my uh, my butler was flying coach with me. I called him from the back section, and as he came forward to the plane, I was like, "My leg rightly hurts. Would you look at it?" Oh, look at it! And he looked down at it, and he said, "Oh, sir, 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 that looks like it needs to be looked at." Yes, it looks and like. And I, uh, I said, "Oh, you're right." <laughs> that's, a, that's a good story. It's not the best story, but it's how British people do interact with each other, even in a in a, a like a disaster, a calamity, a, yeah, a, a, a impossible situation. That's so black, black, so black and round. It seems like the Goo Goo Doll should sing about about it. Baby's black balloon gets me mad. Almost fell into that hole in the night. I've been thinking about tomorrow. You were the same to me, but on your knees, baby's black balloon, etc. Remember Black Balloon by the Goo Goo Dolls? I do. Barely. I think I everything Goo Goo Dolls did, I got out of my head early in my life. I, I hated, I st- the, I hated them when they were popular. I still I still keep them in my head. I I hated them back in the day, but I fucking love them for karaoke, man. They're my karaoke go-to jam. A little iris, man, peppered in. A little iris. Boom. All right. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm purposely moving on. I don't want to talk about Goo Goo Dolls. Really? Cause, uh, no, whole, it's Halloween month and they're scary as shit. But... Whole AV Club segment. I just have Goo Goo Dolls written down. Ah, Did you shit. see my uh, edits to the notes? No, I... No, uh, you do have another story. I, there is a blow-up doll. How a blue costume. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Try forgive us. Thing again. Uh, g- g- move it no, along. No, we're going to have another long show this week. This might be another hour and a half or... No, I don't think so. Yeah, well, the way I'm going to do it. Okay, I, I guess I don't know your uh, the next like two stories we have. Yeah, yeah. So uh, everyone's favorite Halloween costume this year is something that you probably have never heard of, and that's the reason why I'm bringing it up because it's no one's favorite yet. Please, America, help make this sexist, horrible, disgusting costume the most talked about thing this fall. We are talking about the inflatable doll woman costume. So it's an inflatable doll. This is a skin-colored bodysuit with an inflate here, belly button-centric inflatable nozzle. And the only other part of the costume besides the skin-colored bodysuit is a pull-over-your-head plastic mask of the open-mouth inflatable blow-up doll woman face. The the generic open eyes open mouth and what you have to do to complete the costume is then to keep your lower jaw hung so you create the perfect circle for the blowjob mouth oh that looks actually pretty convincing um it's a 1999 pounds out of england uh it is considered a jumpsuit and mask combo and if you want to buy it you can buy it on escapade.co.uk uh i don't know why this exists it's a little fucked up, but if you go to the website, you will see it, and uh, you'll be horrified by it. I actually think it's something of people's nightmares. Uh, yeah, it's you, you've seen the picture, right? I, I'm looking at it right now. It's It looks actually very convincing, like a blow-up doll. What uh, I like is the description for it that says, Inflatable woman doll costume. Quote, Men's best friend. Suitable for adult parties. The blanks... The Blank glare and wide open mouth make the female inflatable doll costume one of this year's most hilarious costumes. Wait, that's what makes comedy in their mind? Like a blank stare and a... Like it's so sexist. It's gonna be hilarious. Honey, at the party, would you just be that thing that, you know, 
represents what lonely guys stick their dicks into. Yeah, no, why don't you fucking wear it now and I love oh, you. Boom. Oh, honey, you want me to be a fleshlight? No, I've got something better. What? You're like a very creepy guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, honey. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, jeez, Louise. Honey, honey, you're going to be the blow-up doll at the party? I'd like you to... Can you just lay down on the couch and hold my glass in your open mouth while I go peruse the selection of young girls? (coughs) You are... You are Tigger, Vincent Price, and John Waters. Like, that's the character you've just created. <laughs> I, I like that. Oh, Tigger, no, yes, oh. Oh, so, some so everyone looking to find their wife, There's their Halloween co- lion, costume for this Halloween, and I know how many of you men out there are like, my wife can't choose anything. She's oh. always like, which spatula do I buy for the kitchen? The red or the blue? And you're like... Honey, yeah, shouldn't be making decisions outside of the kitchen. So the, that's pretty much the people. That the, yeah, this, th- this is what this costume is for—for yeah, for yeah. weird, sexist people. Because I can't imagine a woman who would wear this on her own. I, I want to. Like, I kind of figure I, this I is what a guy dudes, would buy I, for a girl. And, and then the dude's gonna get stuck wearing it, just like fucking pot-bellied, like bearded. I hate uh, to say it, just because I like laughs. Uh, I'd wear this. I'd wear this. Fucking cigarette hanging out of the mouth, like the pot-belly. Like that's that's where I'd go with it, man. I wish I was missing like a leg or an arm or something so I could have the costume on with one part just dangling and be like partially deflated sex doll. Yeah, I feel like the only way to make it funny is a guy is if you move the inflate here down to your dick. Yeah, I actually thought the inflate here being at the belly button was a little weird to be. To like they're like, oh no, that's going too far. We don't want to be too sexist. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cut some of that off. Yeah. <laughs> That, that some, super uh, telling least, awkward <laughs> silence. At least put like a like a howl in there, like, <laughs> just to keep with the fucking theme. Uh, something will be there. Something that isn't awkward silence while we're both looking at each other. Uh, licking, myself, licking our lips. Mm, mm, yeah, spit in my mouth again. I wonder how I got sick. Now to keep into the Halloween month, we are going to move to Kansas, where the Kansas governor now wants to teach residents how to prepare for zombies. This was uh, uh, something similar last year. We had we a different covered. state last year, and if I had done my research, I would have listened to our very own show, or I at least gone back into the show believe notes. believe it was Kansas. Kansas is trying really hard for a second year in a row, apparently, breaking news, yeah. to create zombie <laughs> preparedness month. Um, this is a month where they give up on anything related to uh, anti-racism uh, campaigns, uh, gun regulation, uh, school bullying programs. No, no, they're still going full uh, they, they, They're going to spend all of their state's funds, efforts, the and money. The only monies. textbook uh, is a Bible. They don't have any money. They uh, Sam Brown, Brownback, I believe. I, I believe uh, in Kansas, their, in so their science net. textbooks are Bibles dipped in oil. Why the oil? Uh, that's where Jesus came from. <laughs> I love your understanding of the Bible and science. <laughs> I believe I, I believe if you dip a Bible in pure crude and ba- oh, oh that and, oil and, okay. and, and bury it underneath the corpse of a newly raped young boy. Oh, there it goes um, again. Out will sprout a crucifix, and um, according to the Bible, uh, eleven days later, Jesus will form on it. Oh, 
uh, you'll just be like a little tiny Jesus on a crucifix. He, like, he, yeah, he, little, he'll grow out of it. A little pocket Jesus. You, you could use him as a pocket Jesus, although that would be considered sacrilege. I believe Why? the well, proper... A little, a little fucking be like, don't do that. You know, like the, the devil and the, and the angel on the shoulder. Why can't you put him in your little pocket? I, I like that, but I believe according to scripture, you feed him wheat thins and a uh, week old uh, barefoot Dude, like wine. a single wheat thin. A single wheat, wheat, wheat thin and some barefoot forever. wine. Well, he doesn't even need wine. You put a little uh, drop of water, and he's like, "Fuck it, I'll make." Or some magic hat and a spray bottle. Okay, spritz him once a day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit! Yeah. And Uh, I believe I believe after that the the sky will turn red, the uh, rivers will run blue, uh, dogs will speak Portuguese, cats will get jobs, and the homeless will become uh, valedictorians. Huh? Interesting. So it sounds uh, like at, that's at, like win, 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 win. When okay. all of that is done, Tiny Jesus will then fall from the cross and walk to your house and pathetically scratch oh. the door like a needy puppy. Oh, okay. If you let him in, he will bless your house, he will bless your soul, and he will live in your pant, uh, shirt pocket in a pocket protector. Okay. You have to have a pocket protector. Oh, as so my, at, at that point, it's a Jesus protector. Well, uh, it is a Jesus protector. It's more of a pocket protector because, as you all know from the Bible, Jesus, uh, himself. Jesus hates blended fabrics. Yep. Um, oh, it, right. If you have a blended cotton uh, poly blend shirt, he will burn through it. And he needs to poop, too. Uh, well, that's that's an aside. He has I, a I, diaper, though. Doesn't he have a diaper on the cross? He, I don't know what he, they call he, it, when but he, When he diaper. operates upon your tiny cross above the dead, molested child, um, he will uh, have a tiny diaper. But it's not uh, renewable. Okay. Um, okay. He has stock from what I hear. Wait, in renewable a, or, like, uh, biodegradable? Neither. Because neither. I don't know about renewable diapers existing, period. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing maybe you meant biodegradable, but uh, nope, fucking doubling down. I meant uh, renewable. Um, so, Tiny Jesus, look for him this Halloween what? from Hasbro. Tiny, Tiny Jesus, I forgive your sins. I died for you. Me and all my little buddies. Remember us? Oh boy. Mad. It's going to be a long, long time for old Tiny Jesus. A lot of sin going on here tonight. My Jesus. My Jesus, he's my tiny little Jesus in my pocket next to my jeans. Oh, pocket next to your jeans. Wait, you're keeping him in your pants pocket? Not your shirt pocket? <laughs> I don't know if you're advertising or just asking me questions in a pedophile voice now. I'm kind of confused. I thought it was part of the advertisement. We've seen Six Fingers. Six Fingers, Six Finger. Suck on it, you bitch. <laughs> Go back to Six Finger and listen to John Ta- Wayne. Come on, Six Finger. Tiny Jesus in my pocket. Tiny Jesus in my ass. Anywhere I go, I bring my tiny Jesus. Oh, Ta- yeah. Tiny Jesus, tiny Jesus, tiny Jesus. Say oh. three name three times fast, it beers in your asshole. <laughs> he, he, yeah, well, if you say his name three times fast and then you put him in your asshole, of course he's going to be in your asshole. Say it with a Mexican accent, comes out breech birth. <laughs> For a title of our show, Tiny Mexican Breach Birth. Jesus. Oh, well, I think, this is, I think this is the one about Nicholas Brendan, so it's, I don't think we have to worry about a title. Oh, uh, we're in. Okay, so we're in zombie for. Sorry, we're in Kansas for zombie preparedness month, and I think that's about as done, much as we need done, to take. Done. Um, Let's move on to AV Club. Oh, Our AV Club. Ooh, spooky. Spooky. Music. I'm gonna fuck 
can kill you. <laughs> Oh, All right, AV Club this week. Oh, you okay? You you teased uh, you teased the dwarf exploitation last week. I did. I and managed I was like, to find an and it was amazing like right, like right off the bat, like at the end, you're like can't tell you, and then you left, and then I got sick. I haven't heard from you, and now there's this. There's a sinful yep. dwarf here. What I managed to find was an AV Club worthy of our show on so many levels. Um, dwarf exploitation is not the biggest uh, form of 70s exploitation movie, as you know. There's sexploitation, black exploitation. Yep. Uh, we, co- uh, we covered up. We did a whole exploitation segment. We did. Uh, what I want to talk about right now is a movie called The Sinful Dwarf. Um, the Sinful Dwarf came out in the 70s and is a remarkable dwarf exploitation movie. Um, the idea here is, uh, and when did this come out? 1973. Uh, technically, this is uh, considered a grind- grindhouse movie as well. Okay. Um... The movie is about a perpetually grilling dwarf named Billy. He is the sinful dwarf. Um, this character is creepy and has an English accent that is barely understandable. Apparently, from what I've heard, it is guttural. Guttural in an English by way of Denmark approximation of human speech. Uh, at one point, apparently, he has a toy store run-in with a drug lord named Santa and demands, Ad neat a teddy beer. What? Yeah, uh, I believe he says, I need a teddy bear, but it comes out as, eh, need a teddy beer. Oh, okay. 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 Um, there's even a climactic scene in the movie where uh, Billy, the uh, the titular dwarf, uh, rapes someone named Sparrow after first penetrating her with the handle of his cane. Okay. Um, this a, movie is... exploitation. This movie is very dark, very gross. Very exploitating. Um, it is a Danish film, by the way, for anyone who cares. Okay. And uh, being made in 1973, it follows all the tropes of the age by being very gory, very out there. Um, The idea is the dwarf lives with his mother in a single room dwelling and has reduced himself to kidnapping a various menagerie of women and keeping them chained up in his house, which he uh, torments and abuses. Wow. That's Halloween month for you. (laughs) <laughs> well, um, I would say for anyone who wants to see Light more on this, there is a trailer that we will be posting a link to on the lostknownpodcast.com's uh, page uh, where you can find a variety of clips. Uh, I think the trailer has a bunch of these little scenes peppered into it. Um, I, I got to say, if you like That's weird, creepy 70s like movies. This, really high um, well, let's find out. Let's play a clip. The Sinful Dwarf. A tantalizing bride trapped in a web of terror. Last night, I heard noises. Me snoring? No. And today, people have been walking in and out of that door at the end of the corridor. Have you seen my wife? Slift. You wanted to see what was in here. Well, now's your chance. I've got a new girl you might be interested in. Watch out for it. The Sinful Dwarf. Admission restricted. So yeah, that's a that's a little bit of a clip now from uh, The Sinful Dwarf. Uh, this movie is probably going to be found on explo- exploitationtv.tv, the website. Uh, it's going to be doing exploitation films. If it isn't there already, but you can actually, if you dig a little bit on the internet, find it yourself. We're not going to be posting a direct link to the actual movie because uh, until we know who actually owns it, we could be, you know, breaking some copyright laws. So... 
Uh, no direct link to the actual movie, but you can look for it. It's called yeah, Sinful yeah, do, Dwarf. Do what you will, if you want. I'm sure and you can uh, find at it. least go on YouTube and look up. Uh, there's musicals in this movie uh, for a movie full of uh, kidnapping of women and rape of women by a dwarf. Uh, there's actually an entire musical uh, featuring a woman doing her best impersonation of Carmen Miranda. Uh, so yeah, go 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 watch it for the shtick, if nothing else. Halloween month. This is our horror movie pick of the week: The Sinful Dwarf Dwarf Exploitation. Um, our second pick of the week for horror movies isn't even a horror movie. It is a horror trailer for a movie that does not exist and will never be made. Uh, I love it. Jer, have you seen it yet? I have not. It is fucking amazing. When I we're done this, this show, please little, go to this it. This was added a little bit later. It was. Uh, I added yeah. it this morning. Okay, um, yeah, but... It is called Hand Job Cabin. And it basically does the old Cabin in the Woods style storytelling, but about a ghost in a cabin in the woods that only gives bad hand jobs. Oh, bad hand jobs. And uh, throughout the trailer, it's like, she just... She just keeps touching it. It's rubbing dry and raw. And she's she's not even that good at it. She's like mashing it like a banana in her hip, palm of her hand. At one point, there's like a, a, a creepy cut of the, the ghost giving this guy a hand job. And it's like, and then the last cut of it, as she's giving him the hand job, he like looks down disinterestedly and spits on his own dick while she's doing it. It's Come actually on. pretty freaking amazing. Um, we'll be posting a link to the uh, the video for that as well. Um, I always wanted to be in the business of just making movie trailers. Oh my god! Like, that, of of movies that would never be made. Uh, and I think like somebody like Dan Harmon, you know, again, well, you and I back, were talking earlier about, about it, a side I would project. Love to see, like I would love to see peak Hitler just the trailer, and yep. then because the whole movie it'd be, it wouldn't be enough there, but like just a trailer for that, like two minutes. Well, you and I were great. talking about that uh, that video audio side project right, right, uh, yeah. on the drive to the podcast today. And you never know, things like that might be a nice little, uh, look what we can do That's moments. true, like a little portfolio kind of, uh, yeah. but like, cause remember we, we always, we wanted to make some prostitution sting. Yeah. Um, I'm working, uh, actually with uh, the people I went to the, uh, to New Orleans with, we started working on, uh, uh, Space Damon, which is a Space Matt Damon, um, themed, uh, Goodwill Hunting little bit that That's I might kind be of awesome. animating. Um, it's, see, I, I think it's funny and, uh, I just have to get enough time to actually do a little bit of animation so it'll be like 2017 yeah but. jerry and i have a few uh few uh uh coals in the fire here um yeah we, we we've got a few ideas like and stay, i, I like know the show's full busy. of empty promises but we're actually thinking about other things outside of the show and we'll we'll talk to you about that later in the year but uh jerry we're gonna go out on the last av segment which is a uh a band that's uh, been talked about on the show before that you're a huge fan of right uh, uh this was actually way back i actually looked back i didn't realize it was that long ago but way back in episode nine we that talked about uh, yeah, this is uh, we talked about the band Bill Cosby Rape Dungeon. <laughs> yeah, and what do you know? Hey, prophecies, you know. What uh, the button and the pop? What the pop? The Jello doesn't go there. No, it doesn't. But no, oh, what's that pill floating in the Jello? That's not how to look at it. Before I knew how to uh, put the pill in the thing to dissolve it, I was putting it in the Jello. They could see the whole pill right there, just a jiggle, and they they, they didn't pee anything. And then. Well, we're actually going to talk about his Perturbator. Perturbator. Back in episode nine, Perturbator is awesome. They, uh, he actually, it's a, it's Perturbator a single, came up on my YouTube feed recently. It's, it's really cool. Because it's of things like I liked. 80s uh, style, like, uh, almost like. Bill Cosby, raping people. Theme stuff, a little less Huxtable, a little more uh, John Carpenter or Goblin kind of style. But like, do you, do you know why Leonard. Electronic stuff, like even the movie Drive, the soundtrack, that kind of thing. Yeah. Do you know um, why uh, Bill Cosby's Leonard Part 9 came out as Part 9? Because 1 through 8 sued him for rape. I don't know. 
I'm good with that. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm good. Oh, so the one that didn't lose finally. Um, one through eight couldn't remember being made. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, they, just, they just woke up made. They, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, House of Cosby's. And I want to start seeing women come forward for being consensually fucked by Cosby. He's like, it was just fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. Back in 1983, I consensually had sex with Cosby. So did I. I feel like that so list did I. would be like shorter. I did too. <laughs> that list is going to be shorter than the other one. There's going to be like four people be like, oh shit, that's it. All he right. was like, oh, would you like a cappuccino? Oh. And I was like, no, I just want to fuck you. And he's like, no, this is weird. Because the, the woman sounds exactly like Bill Cosby. It's like every every one of the consensual ones looks like it's just the woman version of Bill Cosby, like Bill Cosby in a wig. Um, anyway, so Perturbator's fucking awesome. Oh, Theo, you're a- oh, Theo, pull this wig on and drink this jello pudding pop. Whoa. Let me call you Rudy. Oh, Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. Oh, Rudy, Rudy, I'll get my tropes mixed up. Rufy and Rudy. <laughs> oh, no. Where, how did we get on this? Perturbator is very cool. We were talking about Perturbator, and we talked about uh, Perturbator in episode nine. They did every French song for music. the show Dexter on Showtime. Uh, and, uh, well, okay. Uh, no, but uh, in the new music video. The current, thing I- current copyright holder of Happy Birthday, I believe. Uh, there's no copyright holder. You hear that's in the public domain now? Is it? It is, yeah. Happy birthday, Perturbator. Happy birthday, Perturbator. That's not how it goes, though. Happy birthday to you, Happy birthday to Perturbator. Now, Make some fucking uh, things. Wait, do we just play Perturbator here? No. Uh, oh, you want to keep talking? Yeah. Well, well, there's two things I need to talk about. Um, Bill Cosby? Uh, we're done with Cosby. Um, actually, no, we're not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just realized we, instead of cosplay, there should be Cosby play from now Cos- on. Cosby play. I don't know what Cos- it's going to be, but I'm just putting that out there for the world to figure out what Cosby play is Ooh. Uh, instead of cosplay. Um, I think dressing that's up where, as various I, I think Cosby's. that's where you dye a roofy black instead of white. I just, I, I figured... I, and, I, and you make it cappuccino flavor. I just figured like various uh, ranges of Cosby, although it's always just I'm thinking, one Cosby. I'm thinking a black pill, like Cosby, because Cosby, he's black, but a pill, because he pilled people, but you drop he it in... pilled people. But you, you put it in water, and yeah. it makes a cappuccino. Where did the cappuccino come from? Just because you said cappuccino a few minutes ago? No, Cosby, Cosby <laughs> raped people with cappuccinos. That was one of the things? It was his modus operandi. Was it? Okay. Yeah. I, I, I just... Drink I, this cappuccino. Oh, oh, so don't... The, the moral of the story is don't accept a cappuccino from... They were uh, gross anyway from what I heard. He just put pudding pops what? in mugs and he nuked <laughs> them. He's <laughs> <laughs> like still has a stick in it. <laughs> you just stir the cappuccino yeah, in the stick. comes out with a stick and it's foaming. And there's and what, like people, a, what no one really like realized a, was bubbling. he never used drugs once. That's just what happens just, when, when you, you microwave, microwave a, a pudding pop. It turns into a mug full of a Rufy-esque, cappuccino-esque yeah. hot <laughs> liquid. I just was the only person apparently who ever back away from Jill Pudding Pop. The thing I like about this perturbator story is uh, this guy, a, a fan made this video uh, and apparently Perturbator liked it so much that it has now become the official video of 
the song, which the song is called Complete Domination, which we're going to go out on. Um, and Complete the Domination. Video, you sing about Bill Cosby. Uh, the, the, uh, I guess it, it's always going to come back, Cosby. Everything comes back, Cosby. Um, uh, the... It, it, and they, uh, the uh, the article that I read is that it channels Dexter. If you see it, it's got like a little bit of a serial killer vibe, of course, because there's like a killer in it. Um, but before we go out on that, we had a couple of uh, housekeeping things to do and, uh, you know, the usual stuff. But all, the the main one is we wanted to shout out Doppler, no, Doppel Avenue Hurt. That is the name of the podcast that we actually did a couple a couple of voiceovers on as Gary and Sinise, two yep. separate characters. And uh, episode Our seven episode. is going to be coming up this week sometime, probably. Yeah. Um, we don't know the exact release date, but within yes. the next seven days, you will see episode seven of the Doppel Avenue Hurt show. Yes. And if you go to listen to it, you will hear Jared and I do a crime noir voice acting. Yeah, and uh, we haven't actually heard the final cut, but uh, we assume it's pretty cool because all the other ones are really good. Yeah, we listen so, to the show. It's a great show. And you should you should listen from the beginning. Even though we're on episode seven, uh, it's, it's a full storyline. It's, it's a case. So this is case two. They had a season, I, I call it a season, uh, last year. Uh, or last time, whatever. Yep. Um, and yep. so now they're on case two, episode seven. So they got six out already. We're yep. on seven and number 12. We've been throwing feelers out there to the world to let people know about this. And we know for a fact that Dan Harmon will be tuning in to listen to this episode. So make sure that you do as well. Yep, absolutely. We can guarantee things. Why the fuck not? Because <laughs> you can't fucking prove otherwise, you bitches. <laughs> fuck now, it. Uh, catch us on Facebook too. Yeah, and it's Halloween month, so if anyone who's a regular contributor of our show and we're looking at you, Little Cubby, Christopher Ball, and Jason Northrup, and Lacey Northrup, and anyone else out there who likes our show and continues to contribute stories, until the end of October, please only send submissions for our show that are Halloween-related. Well, you can send we other ones, sticking, but we, 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 yeah, don't, we have, don't be surprised if we don't get to those. Yep. Uh, it, or we'll do special episodes yeah, or yeah. something, so still, if but you find try something to keep it horror-related. But, but if you find something horror-related, definitely send that. Uh, fl- flag that one. If you find something that you just can't can't be beat, you should send that too. Obviously, we don't want to be like losing stories in the you know through. But don't be surprised if we don't get to your non scary, non Halloween ones. Uh, oh, and sometimes you might be able to argue like, oh, this is kind of creepy. So you might be able to argue a show yeah. uh, a, a, a thing into a show. If you see in the news that Donald Trump has recently killed Bill Cosby with a tire jack. Send it to us. That's good. Oh, like we wouldn't have heard about it. <laughs> just, just like oh, that one snuck that out like fell through the cracks. <laughs> <laughs> just because nobody cares about Cosby anymore, just like oh, just a, just a, another dead black dude by a white guy. I guess we don't have to fucking pay attention to that one because you know nobody cares about. By Cosby. the way, uh, we're uh, into October, and this podcast comes straight out of Central Vermont, and Vermont is the only state out of the fifty United States that has had zero cop killings this year. Yes, so but uh, we also have no people. So. Spooky Vermont. Ooh, you can feel safe well, to be we, a minority we, we, on this. We do have one. Of, we, we do have a very uh, high percentage of gun ownership too. Actually, we're one of the highest percentage of gun ownership. We're fucking Switzerland, bitches. Bye.